Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello there, my friend, and welcome back. Today's guest I met through a Facebook group that I'm part of, which I highly recommend if you're looking to connect with great podcast guests for your own podcast or be a guest on more podcasts. It is called the Podcast Collaboration Group. I think there's a few more like uh, nouns in there, so I'll make sure I add a link to the show notes for sure. Um, But that is how Rosemary and I met. I was a guest on her show talking about out-of-the-box visibility, also what visibility really is because we share a perspective on that, that visibility is really that connection with other people. And speaking of connection, I said to Rosemary, would you like to be on my show? Because I'd love to talk to you about relationship building and reciprocity and also simplifying your marketing efforts through the power, through podcast guesting and hosting. So can it be done? Well, we'll get into that. We're going to get into exactly how that works, how podcasting and podcast guesting really can simplify your content creation and your marketing and your visibility, and also what you need to consider when you're looking to be a guest on other shows be a host of your own, um, as well as like any really content that you are creating, what you need to have in the forefront of your mind when you're sitting down to create it. We have a truly great connection and such a lovely conversation. And honestly, I didn't want it to end, but I wanted to make sure we did not go on for four hours like I easily could have. Um, Rosemary is a podcast launch strategist. She supports female business coaches and therapists in launching impactful and profitable podcasts that work for them and their businesses. With her strategy, clients move from procrastination anyone, uh, to finally launching a podcast, consistently nurturing their audience, and also getting dream clients within just 30 days. She has a signature VIP day model where she streamlines the whole process of creating, producing, and launching your podcast in just two weeks. And it gives you everything from content planning to marketing strategy and just really streamlined systems. Um, she has a framework. She says, lets her clients feel what's called the Netflix effect. So they can spend less time and energy showing up on social media and more time doing what they love, i.e. watching Netflix. Rosemary lives in the UK and in her free time, she loves reading, chilling on the beach or binging that latest Netflix series. Without further ado, I hope that you adore Rosemary as much as I do and enjoy our conversation. Hi, Rosemary, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Hi, Emily. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited too. This is conversation number two for us um, because we did a conversation for your podcast. And I think that the way this is something we're going to bring up, but I think that the way we met each other was through the podcast collaborative Facebook group, which is such a fun and interesting way to meet people from all over the world. So 
on that note, uh, I want to hear where you're coming from. And I also want to hear like a little bit more about the human behind your business. So like, tell us about you, your story, how you got started, what led you here? You know, we don't need like the, <laughs> the half hour talk. I was born in us- the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've been known to do that, but tell us about you, how you got here and what really led you into what you're doing now. Yeah, of course. So I'm Rosemary. I'm a podcast launch strategist. I'm based in the UK, if you can tell from the accent. And I'm a formal, former executive assistant. So I supported C-suite board level executives in London right up until the pandemic, which was about, I can't believe it, but three years ago. And because of the pandemic, I had quite a sort of mid-management role and as a result of COVID, I kind of, I don't know if I manifested it or if I was just really sensible, but I thought, let let me start something new that I can fall back on just in case I started my, you know, lost my job. And so I started my business as a virtual assistant. That made sense, you know, executive assistant, virtual assistant, and I don't know. Like I said, did I manifest it? But three, four months later, I lost my job. Um, Being a VA is not quite the same as being an EA with your boss sitting maybe two feet away from you versus serving six, seven women all around the world. It wasn't quite the same. So I pivoted into podcast management in January 2021. And I'll be honest, I didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts before. I learned about podcasting because one of my VA clients, she was doing a podcast tour in preparation for her first book being released in the spring of 2021. So I was taking her podcast guest interviews and repurposing them for social media and so that kind of took me down the google rabbit hole when it came to podcasting and i thought oh this is very much like a project as an ea i've managed so many different projects and i really saw launching podcasts as a sort of a project right there's lots of deadlines deliverables long story short it really met my strengths I could really shine and so we fast forward to now 2023 and I'm a podcast launch strategist so I've slightly not a whole pivot but you know a few tweaks and turns along the way and now I'm supporting female business coaches and therapists create and launch a podcast that works for them and their business but for me it's very much about using that podcast as part of their marketing strategy so that they don't have to be on all the time. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me um, and my little journey to get here. I love your story. And like you, I also started as a VA. Like I didn't call it a VA though, because I I wanted to give myself some unique title. So, but I was also an executive assistant. So I called myself a professional assistant and like you, I, it's just like so different than working for those three executives that really know, like, and trust you know, they can hand anything off to you. Aren't micromanaging you, that kind of thing. And then you start working in the VA world and you're like, 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, but what I also love is both of us have this also connection in common where we found where we wanted to niche by like opening up that opportunity. And I think that that happens a lot in entrepreneurship. You know, like you may start with a very broad net with Mm -hmm. lots and lots of things that you're doing. Uh, And then you find like, oh my God, this is what lights me up. This is where my strengths are. This is what people are asking for from me. And that's one way that we can like niche down in our businesses. So I love that. I love your journey. I think it's amazing. Um, Tell us what your podcast is about. And I guess, yeah, start there. So we recently rebranded. So the podcast is now called the Podcast to Amplify Show. And that is really, as part of my bigger mission, I truly believe that podcasting allows women to not only amplify their voice, but their impact and their income. Um, I'm all about, as I mentioned before, using the platform as a marketing tool for our business so that we, I mean, we've talked about this social media thing, so we won't beat that drum (laughs) too much today. I might, I might make (laughs) you actually, (laughs) but yeah, just being able to market our business in a way that feels good. That's more sustainable than doing 25 stories a day, two lives a week, yada, 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 yada. (laughs) Yeah, I actually do. If you don't mind, I would like to hear about that because I don't think that we often think of podcasting as a way to save time. I think often the message is, and and I've said this too, it is a commitment. It does take time. Um, But I think that that's often what gets like highlighted rather than it it actually being a way to save you marketing efforts and visibility um, struggles, if you will. So talk to me about that, because that's like super fascinating perspective. Yeah, a lot of people will say that podcasting takes a lot of time. It's a ton of work. And I'm not here to say that it takes an hour a month (laughs) because that would be a lie. But my reframe that I would usually ask people is like, how much time are you spending now creating content for social media? Maybe you've got a Facebook group. You probably have an email list. Those are usually the the main three platforms. Then maybe you're doing Pinterest. Maybe you've got a blog. If you were to add that all up, Mm. how much time are you spending? Versus if you had a podcast, you could record a 20, 25 minute episode. And I just want to jump in here and say, no, you do not need to record for an hour. If that's not your thing, you really don't need to. 20, 25 minute episode packed full of valuable content. You then transcribe that episode and that is where your content comes for the week. So you can get three social media posts. You can get some prompts for your Facebook group. You can get at least one email, maybe for your newsletter that drives them back to the podcast episode for deeper understanding and education. You can pin your blog post to Pinterest. It just helps you maximize your time, save time, as you mentioned, as opposed to be another thing on your plate. And it's getting better now, but Two years ago, when I started my podcast, I definitely had that thought. I was already managing client podcasts and I thought, am I really going to have time to manage my own on top of my clients? And that was because there was all this information out there 
from the the bigger podcast pros talking about how much time it would take but I did it anyway because back then it was a marketing platform that really tapped into my strengths I love to talk when I was in school every and at the end of every school year Rosemary talks so much in class was always at the bottom of my like school year reports and my dad always had a go but I love to talk you know writing content all of that just felt, especially trying to write it in a way that all the experts said that, you know, there should be a hook. And then you, no, I just want to show up. I want to talk. I want to share insights, give value and provide a small win, transformation, aha moment, whatever it might be for the person who is taking in what I'm saying, not oh, you must do it this way, you must do it that way. And so for me, it's about maximizing time and producing content that's evergreen. I'm on a short hiatus from my podcast. I'll be back soon. Um, But I'm still taking a peek at my download numbers and people are still, I'm not, I'm Mm. not marketing it in any way, shape or form. I'm actually taking a break from Instagram as well at the moment. And people are still listening to my podcast I've got over 120 episodes some are going back to 2021 please tell me how do you get that interaction that engagement from social media posts I'm not scrolling through your feed from two years ago and so the content we're creating on these platforms we don't own they're just borrowed land but they're good for a few hours, maybe a week. Whereas a podcast, as long as you keep your episodes up, will continue to work for you and bring, depending on your goals, will bring the results that you're looking for. So yes, to the, it's, it's it takes a lot of time. It does take time, but with the right workflow, with anything in your business, yeah, you need the right systems, the right workflows. And you'll soon find your rhythm. You'll get to a point where you can delegate. And the longer you podcast, the easier it will be and the more results you will get. Okay. I want to highlight a couple of things. One thing you're talking about, which is repurposing, which I talk about all the time and love it. Um, And it's so funny because right now, so as we're recording this episode, it's September and I just did a a, I will be doing a content with character podcast episode on a, on a, let's call it a CEO day. Cause I'm still trying to think of a better, for, hopefully by then I'll have thought of a better word for it, but a CEO day yeah. that's focused on looking at your content and your marketing mm-hmm. and your visibility efforts. What I'm doing with mine, I've been creating content for five years. I have so much content. So another thing I want to bring to like the listeners uh, awareness is like, let's say you, I mean, there are people listening right now that I know have been in business a lot longer than five years. You've been creating content for years. So like you can also go back to that old content and repurpose that into podcasts because to your point, nobody's going back through your social media feed from 10. You shared those 10 tips on your Instagram (laughs) eight years ago. I I remember those tips. (laughs) No, they're not. No one ever. (laughs) Right. Right. So I just love that. And I love it as a way to like, even breathe fresh life into old things. Like, so one last point on that is 
my business before this was uh, a mattress store. Okay. It's, it's very random. So different. <laughs> it's very different. We won't get into it. We don't have time, but <laughs> I look back sometimes at the emails I did for the mattress store yeah. and I say to myself, Oh my God, I actually can make that apply to what I'm doing right now. Like I can actually turn that into something I still can use to this day. So my point being, there is way more at your fingertips than you need. And I would challenge a lot of us to stop recreating, reinventing, like, yes. and just reinvigorate what we have. So I really love this concept. And I just don't think that we talk about it enough when it comes to podcasting. The other thing yeah. I, I wanted to make sure everybody heard was like your reminder that you don't have to sit down and record hour long episodes. Yes. Now I need that on the flip side because I'm so bad. I sit down. I'm like, okay, this one's going to be 20 minutes. And then it's like <laughs> 50 minutes. <laughs> but that's okay. An right. episode can be as long as it's valuable. Right. But I think a lot of people look at what's his name now. <laughs> My brain's had a complete like blank. A Andrew Huberman. Uh the big name. So Amy Porterfield, yeah. Joe Rogan, that's what I was thinking of, who goes on for hours and thinks that that is what they need to do. But if you're, you also need to think about your audience. For example, if you are working with moms, they don't have time to listen to a two hour, three hour podcast episode. Plus, who's going to edit said episode? If you're managing it yourself, I guarantee you, you do not want to edit a two to three hour podcast episode. But if you're giving tons of value in a 20 minute, 50 minute episode, that's fine. But don't go into it. OK, I have an hour episode. I'm now just going to waffle because I have to fit that 60 minutes. That's not the way to do it. But yeah, mm -hmm. if you do 50 minutes, that's fine. I think it really depends on you, your audience. But the most important piece is providing that valuable content. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, nobody is. I mean, they don't want your four hour podcast. No offense. No. I love it. You know, I'll do I'll do it. But it takes me sometimes days. And sometimes yeah. I break up those four hour ones with 25 minute ones, you know, so yeah. Yeah. My husband is a painter for like houses and he will listen to a four hour podcast exactly. in a work day. Makes sense. Yes. Right? Yeah. It makes sense. Um, all right. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about relationship building and also sort of like reciprocity. And what I'm kind of taught, what I want to focus on is as a podcast host, mm -hmm. how podcasting can really be a tool for building relationships. And then we're going to get into a little bit about like guesting. Yeah. And sounds okay. Good. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about like how podcasting can help build relationships and how you see it sort of happening, like with other, with other guests that you have or with people's shows that you produce. Yeah. So I like to look at this question in two different ways. So podcasting can help build relationships with your audience, but then also with your network. So this also goes back to the intention you set at the start of your podcast at the start of launching your podcast so my show is predominantly a lead generation tool for my business I do have guests on my show but I'm very picky <laughs> I'm very very picky um, and we've talked about this Emily so the guests that I choose 
are usually women, women who have similar values or re- and really align with the show completely. Um, I will admit at the very beginning, you know, when people approach, I'm sure as a fellow host, you get tons and tons of random pitches throughout the week and you'll feel or a friend of a friend of a friend might reach out and you might feel compelled to say yes, but your podcast is a little bit like, I don't want to say like your baby, your business baby. No, it is. Right? It is. It is. <laughs> I'm very you put a lot of it. effort. Yeah, yeah. We just talked about time and work. It really is your body of content um so you have to be and so when you open the doors and invite others to add to that body of content you have to be really careful do do your values align can they really help the overall mission of your podcast do you like the person (laughs) like that that's a good start right um and will your audience learn something from them? So that's the audience piece, because I find that with podcasting, it's in terms of relationships, podcasting helps you to build community and also connect with your audience. So we talked about delivering valuable content, but to connect deeper, you might want to have um, an accompanying Facebook group, you might want to invite them to sh- do like a FAQ Friday where they share their questions through SpeakPipe. It's really a way for you to deepen that connection. And even though it's not like social media where you can't talk to them in the DMs, you really do, you become a part of their daily routine. So you're building that relationship a lot faster. So that's the your audience point of point of perspective. And then in terms of growing your network, yes, if you are having guests on your show, and if you don't want to, you don't have to. I think some people, again, look at others who might have a guest-only show and think, oh my goodness, I don't really want to talk to <laughs> like that's okay. You can have a solo-only podcast. You could have a guest only podcast you kind of a mix of both it all goes back to the goals what do you want your podcast to do for your business how do you want your podcast to support your business and to ensure that your show aligns with your bigger picture and vision so if part of that bigger picture and vision is to grow your network then part of that is building relationships and the best way to do that, in my opinion, is podcasting, because I don't know about you, but I most of my guests are handpicked. Like I've pitched to them and no one's ever said no. <laughs> like we love as business owners, as humans, we love to talk about ourselves. But as business owners, we love to talk about our expertise. We love to give value. We love to educate. We love to inspire, motivate all that stuff. And so if there is someone, I had a client say this to me once, her podcast has allowed her to approach people that she has admired from afar. And without her show, she wouldn't, she doesn't think she would have ever have got that courage to be like, oh, hey. (laughs) So the podcast opens a door 
Yes. And it's not even just the courage, like how much, okay. If I approach, let's see, I just read a book by the author, Catherine Price and uh, the the power of fun. And I loved the book. So I reached out to her and I asked her if she wanted to be on my show. She said, uh, reach out to me at the end of the year so we can make something happen in 2024 without my podcast. If I email Catherine Price and like, Hey, do you want to do a coffee chat? She's probably going to say no. So I love it as that too, where you get to have these conversations with people, just like you said, that you admire that probably would have said no to you if you were just like, hey, do you want to do like a Zoom call with me? (laughs) It doesn't quite land in the same way. And it Um, allows you to like feed your curiosity about them too, you know, and like really dive into that. So I think as well, Something that I've definitely learned is, and we've talked about this before, is maintaining those relationships beyond the episode going live. Um, So thinking about how can you continue to collaborate and maintain those relationships. I know of a, a, a couple people who have done this really, really well and have collaborated on workshops or they might do a bundle together. Mm. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be a one and done. Um, and also thinking about another client that I had a strategy session with. If there's someone like you, we should. We all have like a dream list of people, whether we want to guest on their show or have them on our podcast or just have a conversation with this client of mine. I can't remember the name of her t- top one person, but she had this really interesting strategy where, say, it was Oprah. <laughs> Oprah was who she wanted to really have this conversation with, and so she very strategically looked at the people she needed to meet and connect with on the way to Oprah. Hey friend, my name is Erin Olilla and I am so sorry for the interruption. If you are enjoying this episode of the She Built This podcast, I think you'd also like to hear my show, which is called Talk Copy to Me. I am all about celebrating smart women entrepreneurs who are looking to increase their visibility, attract the right audience, and then convert that audience into paying clients. And your marketing can help you do just that. So again, listen to this whole episode because I'm sure it's going to be genius like everything that Emily does. And when you're done, come on, find me at Talk Copy to Me. And now back to the show. Net with on the way to Oprah. Mm. And I just thought she explained it a lot better than I just did. <laughs> but that's that's what I love because when we're podcasting for business, I am a strategist. So strategy for me is really important. So when she said that, I just thought, huh, I hadn't quite thought of it. So you can kind of work your way up, develop relationships along the way to really having that dream conversation with the person you really want to have that I think that's good advice for even outside of the podcasting space too. like think of so the six degrees of separation thing, right? It's like, okay, we'll actually sit down and write down those six degrees and then meet the six degree people 
to yes. get you to the person that you want to meet. So I love that. That's really awesome on just relationship building in general. Um, I Let's talk about guesting a little bit because mm. there are probably also some people listening that are like, okay, I really am not wanting to start yeah. a podcast, but I do want to be a, a guest. And not only do I want to be a, a guest, I want to be a good guest because I've heard Emily talk a lot of it about <laughs> bad guests. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and we all have because we've all been there. So to your point i think that um i've gone through the fire and that is what has taught me to be more protective and defensive of my guest chair um yeah. i was not always that way i was definitely like oh you get a seat and you get a seat and you get a seat <laughs> yeah. so yeah. i want to talk about what really makes a good guest and how people can also take that guesting content and repurpose mm. that for their own because that's another great way like guesting really is a great way to help your marketing strategy too and simplify yes. it in my opinion yes i mean your own podcast guesting they both can reap rewards but of course having your own podcast you've got the credibility it's your own i like to call it a stage i got this from heather sager but your podcast is your stage. So if you have aspirations to speak on bigger stages, your podcast really can prepare you for doing that. And again, going back to the whole body of content, mm. you can direct speakers to your podcast, but I get it. People might not be in a space right now. And so they're looking to guest on podcasts and it's really good strategy. I would say the top three things I can't remember what episode number, but I have got a couple of episodes about this on my podcast. But coming from a host perspective, who's also guested, number one, make sure, do some research and make sure that the show is aligned. I know when I first started out, I just was asked and I said, yes, I didn't pitch. I was just asked. And in hindsight now, hindsight's great the audience weren't necessarily aligned. My topics were a little bit all over the place. So choose one signature topic. Um, and I learned this, I can't claim this for myself. I learned this from the lovely Kelly Moser, who is the podcast guesting queen. So pick one signature topic, pick, you know, look on Apple Podcasts app or listen notes for podcasts that align with you so your topic but then also who you want to get in front of so if you are a let's stick to the moms a business coach for mompreneurs pop into listen notes the word mompreneur mm. and a whole range of podcasts are going to pop up go through them number one make sure that they're active so active as in they recently released an episode, but then also too, I don't know if you get this, Emily, but the random pitches, make sure that they talk to guests, they do interviews, because as I mentioned before, some people just do solos. So if you don't look carefully and you pitch, you're, you're not going to come off. <laughs> you're not going to get a response, number one. But it's just not a good look. So make sure that you check that they actually do guest interviews. Have a listen to one of two of those interviews to make sure that, you know, you get a bit of a vibe. 
around the whole so kind of questions that they ask um sometimes people do like a little bit of a format so they might ask the same question of their guests at the end of every episode you just want to make sure it's the right fit um have a look at their social media and make your I do email pitch there's something about dm pitches that don't really align I'll only send a dm pitch if I can't find an email address and finding an email address should be relatively easy Mm -hmm. it should be in the show notes it should be on their website some might even have a application form which I prefer because it gives it some structure or you know kind of stalk them on social media or sign up for their I sign up for email lists as well um yeah and then send them a personalized pitch try not to waffle (laughs) too much um make reference to an episode if they have recently I say recently in the last year had a conversation with another expert on a similar topic mention how you can bring you know a different perspective to that or maybe from listening to the episode there was something that you not challenge challenge isn't the right word (laughs) but you know you can bring a different perspective to the conversation and another thing I learned from Kelly suggest your talking points I love this it's only when someone pitched me her entire podcast episode that I thought oh my god why don't I do this myself like it's because you're not you're helping the host see what value you're bringing to their audience you want to make your pitch about them not about you because no (laughs) it's about what you bring to their audience how you can support them including promo like make sure you let them know that you are happy to promote because this you know emily promotion of episodes is a pet peeve in the podcasting industry like podcasters get real hit up (laughs) when you've seen those posts in the podcasting groups and they're like why does my guest not share my episode I've meant to all this trouble so please do let them know that you'll promote to your Instagram wherever you hang out just really enforce that because we love that as hosts and suggest a call that's something my well you don't suggest it hopefully they will suggest it um, but that's something my speaking coach taught me and something I've learned myself when you don't have that sort of pre-interview call, you just show up for the interview. It feels a little, you can feel a little unprepared. You're not quite sure what direction mm. the conversation's going to go in. But if you've got that pre-interview call, you can both walk away feeling that you're both going to get something because it's a collaboration. Yes, you are providing value to their audience, but you're not just doing this for the hell of it right? You you would like to maybe get some people to sign up for your freebie, sign up for your challenge that's coming up, whatever your call to action, the result you're looking to get from guesting, but it has to go both ways. I totally agree with you. And it brings up this when when you said about sharing the episode like that alone is a huge gift that you can give to a podcaster as far as reciprocity. So we all know I, uh, we, we all assume that the bigger guests that we get on our show, it's really just about like getting you introduced to their book or their new information. Like they're not sharing our episodes. I've seen it time and time again, where I'm like, I'm so excited about this person. (laughs) They're on my show. They don't share. It's fine. I know this now, but 
everybody else that I have on my show, I expect them to share my episode. <laughs> and it, it just really shows that it's like a way to say thank you for having yeah. me as a guest on that thing that you are defending, <laughs> that you are making sure that the guest is the right fit. Like you took yeah. time as a host to think about that. Yeah. And so now my way of thanking you for that trust is to share the episode yes. and promote and bring my audience the conversation that we had. So the other thing I love that you said is like showing how, so let's say somebody talks about productivity on their podcast and they just had a guest talk about like Asana. So I mm. love the concept of talking about it in a different way. Like here's how, I, here's my perspective on it. And I would love to, you know, share it in that way. And the other thing I would just add to that is like being really, really specific yes. in your topic. Like I could talk about, Oh, this is what we see all the time in this podcast collaboration group. People <laughs> we see all the time. I could talk about mindset. Yes. And business. It's oh. like, great. I have no idea what mindset <laughs> is. And at this point, mindset means nothing to me yeah. <laughs> because it's just so overdone. So, so yeah. what is your very specific topic that you can talk about the way Rosemary and I connected was, I, I believe it was, um, out of the box ways to increase visibility. So it's like, that's very specific. I'm not talking about like, I could talk about anything related to marketing. <laughs> She's yes. like, okay. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Thinking about that. Um, okay. My next question is like kind of around this, like, what do you think, in your opinion, when you're listening to a podcast or you're reading a post or you're watching a reel, what do you think makes content like captivating and interesting and engaging? Like, what is it for you? What is the, uh, the je ne sais quoi? <laughs> I think for me, when it comes to podcasting, it needs a good hook, whether it's an email, whether it's a podcast title, whether it's a hook and a reel, it has to connect with the person reading or listening or watching whatever the medium. That's how you draw them in. And then the content itself needs to expand on that hook. I'm not so great at storytelling, but I love reading or listening to other people sharing their stories. I think it's a work of art. How they're able to start with a story. Like I got an email from someone earlier and she was talking about how she met her husband in Rome and I was reading it and it somehow turned into a podcast episode about, she does what I do, um, about increasing your podcast conversions. I was like, how did you do that? But, you know, the story, story really hooks you in and then sort of transition into the, the 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 meat the content of the the meat of the content um but I think for me it's very much knowing your audience knowing what they want to hear and using the storytelling to hook them before you kind of go into the the meat and the meat and potatoes and the the call to action as well yeah. Yeah. I like to always say content is like a bridge, right? It's a bridge between where they are and where we are. So that's, that's like another way to say hook, basically like, let's make a yeah. nice little bridge and we'll yeah. meet in the middle. Um, so I love that. And I think it too. And, and I think that's why no matter what you're creating, it's really important to sit down and really think about like, 
who is this for? Who am I speaking to right now? In this conversation you and I have been having, I have one person in my mind that I'm like, I know that this information is for her because I know that she wants to start a podcast and I know that it would make her life a lot easier. So I'm like thinking, I'm thinking of her as we're having this conversation. And hopefully that like lands, you know, maybe, maybe it will land for another person. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is you are thinking of that one person that you're making that connection to. So, all right. I have yeah. two more questions for you. One's fun and one's like a little more, uh, serious if you will. But my, my next question is what is your favorite thing about what do you love the most about, um, being an entrepreneur? I know this is really cliche, but the it's time okay. freedom, like, I just marvel at how I could, something can pop up. I have a dog with allergies, so we're frequently at the vet. <laughs> but, you know, if I had a nine to five, I couldn't just pick up the phone at 8 a.m. in the morning to book that vet appointment. It'll be a whole thing. So just being able to do what I want when I want is something that I'm always so grateful for. But also I've just hit my three year anniversary this month. And I think my biggest revelation was around my growth as a person. Mm. Like there are things that I was deaf. I'm still a bit of an overthinker, but I was like, OTT overthinker (laughs) when I started my business perfectionism thousand (laughs) but I think as every day every week every month every year has gone by I've really chilled I used to stress about things that hadn't happened yet might never happen like the person and my podcast has definitely helped a bit as well um and that's why I love the platform because it really allows you to lean into your strengths, find your voice, use your voice. And along the way, the longer you podcast, I know for me, my confidence has grown. Like when I started talking about guesting and having guests on and stuff, I was like, nope, I am never speaking to another human being. But that was a fear because I didn't have that confidence. I'm I'm an introvert. So it was like, oh, I don't really want to speak to people. And I'm a bit shy as well, believe it or not. Um, and here I am now, I probably had like 30 guests or 35 on my show and I absolutely love it. I'm guesting as part of my visibility strategy. So I think for me, just the personal growth mm. is just, no one told me, not, no one told me very much to be fair when I started, but I think if there's anyone listening, who's new your business, just hold on to your seats because the personal growth is insane, but in a good way. Okay. That was not cliche at all. That was a great answer. And I think you are so right. We don't give that enough like celebration. So good for you for taking the time to really like recognize that and reflect on it. And I'm all about a good celebration. Um, all right. And what do you, my fun question for you specifically, since you're over in the, on the other side of the pond, uh, what do you love most about where you live? Uh, (laughs) you're like well right now it's pouring rain (laughs) yeah right now it's pouring rain we're going into autumn which means rain and snails and slugs and stuff that I don't like but 
the UK. What do I love about the UK? <laughs> I would say the diversity. So we've got so many different types of people from all over the world mm. and there's some places I'm near London so in London you've got pockets of different communities and with all these diverse people comes diverse food and anyone that knows me knows that I love my stomach so <laughs> being able to eat at different places enjoy different cuisines yeah I'll definitely say the diversity but the UK, I'm originally from Barbados, so it's like complete opposite, <laughs> complete opposites. Um, I've been here about 22, 22, 25 years now. Still not used to it. Summer is my jam, oh, but we're now going you. into that time of the year where I'm like, oh, I need to be in Barbados. Maybe one day soon, one day soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can split your time. <laughs> yes, that would be yeah. ideal. <laughs> all right i love that and then um just let us know how to find and connect with you online and like however you like to hang out instagram website podcast etc oh thank you so much emily so the best place would be my podcast the podcast to amplify show come hang out with me there i'm on a hiatus at the moment but i should be live again two episodes a week come learn more about podcasting and how it can simplify your marketing, content creation, lead generation, so many things. And you can also check out my website, www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk to learn more about my podcast launch VIP day and coaching services. Awesome. And those will be in the show notes. And yeah, your podcast may be on a hiatus, but you have lots of episodes people can go back and listen to. So 100%. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for having this conversation. It was very fun. And I love the relationship that we are building. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.